I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there. It's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcastum, And welcome to the second brand new hot and fresh out the kitchen like a remix edition version of nerd alert i'm your host and joining me this week my right hand man my poncho via my uh the the hold on i was gonna say but it's actually your name so let me back this up the uh the rick to my morty the doc hey cowabunga Uh, what you mean? Uh, what was the the, the traded change? Cowabunga to something, and the Nickelodeon is like Booyakasha or something. I, no, no, just me. Okay, moving on. All right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Nerd Alert, the show where we talk all things geek culture. And today we're going to be doing some crossover stories some things that uh that that touch on i I love when we have topics like this because this this topic and we're gonna do like the flip side of the same coin kind of deal uh but this topic touches on a whole bunch of nerdiness not only are we talking about cartoons and movies but we're gonna talk about toys and it doesn't get much geekier than toys yeah Uh, a few things nerdier than being a you know man in your mid-30s shelling out money on toys well, you know, they're collector's items. Exactly. They're not toys anymore. They're adult collectibles. And just because you bust it out and play with it from time to time doesn't mean that it's a toy. What? No. I don't have stuff mounted on my wall strategically so I can take it off and play with it time to time. Cap Shield looking to you. <clears throat> no. 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 Those swords are purely decorational. I do not swing them around at night when he's asleep. Yep. I do not have a die-cast Millennium Falcon in my classroom that I sometimes fly around when nobody's watching. Do you make the noises, too? I, yeah, we, 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 make, we make the Kessel run from time to time. <laughs> Should we hit the bunch of light speed? <laughs> yep. Yeah, Mr. LePage, what are you doing? Oh, I had kids in here. <laughs> now I just imagine that scene from Spaceballs <laughs> or General, uh, or, um, Colonel Sanders walks in on Dark Helmet. Yeah, I didn't see you play with your doll, sir. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's that's basically it. Nice. Uh, well, then let's jump into it. Uh, our first topic today, um, and and this was interesting because 
we're both 90s kids, meaning that we were born in the mid to late 80s, so our adolescence was in the 90s. So we're both 90s kids. The 90s was a time when literally anything could become a toy. Anything. Uh, uh, famously, properties like RoboCop and The Terminator, uh, which had fuck all to do with kids. You know, They were R-rated uh, sci-fi action horror movies. Uh, Alien and Aliens come yep. to mind too. Yet they all got toy lines in the '90s because hey, we can make a buck off this. Uh, in, in fact, uh, I did. I knew the Alien uh, Colonial Marines names from the toy line before I ever saw the movie. So, good job, Fox Marketing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, today we're going to talk about some properties that we feel should have gotten a toy line that didn't for some egregious reason. And because we're nerds, we're going to go one step beyond that. Uh, This isn't just going to be a list where we name shit. We're also going to talk about specifically what toys from that property we would have wanted as kids. We're going to get detailed with it. Uh, So without further ado, uh, the doc, would you like to go first? So it's the mid nineties. Okay. You just got home from school. Okay. You crack open your hot off the press uh, Mountain Dew Code Red. Never had it before. You open it up. You're like, this is delicious. You plop down in front of your television. You bust out the N64. It should be Surge if we're doing mid-90s. Ooh, Surge. Good call. Yeah, you're going to crack open your Surge. You're ready to game it up. (laughs) You install your Rumble Pack. And what what game do you fire up? Star Fox. Do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. And Your father helped me like that too, Fox. You know, this is God, the thing. Love that game. I I don't remember any Star Fox action figures. And it, they don't necessarily have to be action figures, but I feel like Star Fox and Micro Machines would have had an amazing partnership. I knew at some point Micro Machines was going to pop up on your list. You are a big Micro Machines guy. Oh, I loved Micro Machines. I had Micro Machines Star Wars. I had Micro... If it was Micro Machine, I could have it. Uh, And I loved it. Nice. But, I mean, just think of all the ships, the enemy ships, the friendly ships, just the... uh, Just any vehicle, the tank. Yeah, the the Arwing, the land... Master, the submarine, you could have uh, Star Wolf, the, yeah. the rival squad. And like it, it to me, it just lent itself to micro machines. You could have had all out Star Fox battles with your um, Star Fox ships. You could have had your little tank rolling along, blowing stuff up. Um, to me, it's just, it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I mean, Star Fox in general, man, it, it feels tailor-made for, like, there should have been an action figure line and a Saturday morning cartoon for at least 13 oh. episodes. I mean, it's tailor-made. It's The characters are perfect. They're already, you know, anthropomorphic animals. So, great, you can make, you know, stuffed animals of them and, and, you know, go nuts with it. They've got a built-in bad guy with Andros. They're, you know, just enough violence to get the boys interested. But, hey, look, uh, they got parachutes, so they didn't really die. You know, you pulled the G.I. Joe thing. Like, we're not slaughtering people. We're just shooting down planes. You know, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. 
uh, you know, big yeah. monster alien things, going to different worlds, fighting the army of it. Like it's tailor made for a cartoon show, man. Uh, but no, that's yes. a good pick, man. That uh, that game is phenomenal, and part of the reason it's so much fun to continue to to go back to is the characters, man. And uh, yeah. they deserve more. I, think, I mean, uh, who who wouldn't like to have like you know maybe say like a, a four or five inch tall Star Fox action figure? Yeah, that dude, you can that put Star into Wars, his own ship. Three and three quarter inch that became like the standard back in the eighties. Hell yeah, man. A transforming yeah. R-Wing, so it turns into the Landmaster and the submarine. I'm not... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You missed no. the boat. You missed if... the boat. I think the Nintendo, especially back in the 90s, was really close, uh, um, uh, close-knit as far as loaning stuff, uh, properties out to other things. You know, there was, like, there was the Mario cartoon and the Zelda cartoon in like the late 80s, early 90s. And then the Mario Brothers movie, which the less is said, the better. Um, and then after that, Nintendo really didn't like to license their stuff out to third-party companies. And I think that's part of probably why we didn't see stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, dude, good pick. Yeah. So what do you uh, well, got? Well, stay airborne, buddy. Because as awesome as the R-Wing is, and that is perhaps one of the coolest uh, uh, flying... Uh, plane vehicles ever created. Turn your dial back to 1991. Ooh. Disney, under the banner of Buena Vista Films, has just put out their loving throwback to the adventure tales of the 1930s. You know where I'm going if you listen to this show at all, because I am obsessed with this movie. It's Indiana Jones with a jetpack, The Rocketeer. Ooh. This movie got done dirty. It did not perform very well at the box office in its first couple of weeks, and Disney yanked it out of theaters so fast your heads would spin. But man, of all the random properties in the 90s that got toy lines, fucking Dick Tracy had an action figure line and, and uh, um, two-way radios that fit on your wrist, even though they were like the size of a, 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 a clock. Uh, they were huge. Uh, like, th- that property got toys. The Shadow got a toy line even though that movie tanked hard too the rocketeer man would have been like tailor-made for an action figure line where you've got you know multiple versions of cliff the rocketeer he's got you know jetpacks that fire missiles or maybe they don't because choke on them i don't know uh Boba Fett, what uh yep. but then you've got like neville sinclair you could have like random nazi bad guys you could have there's the uh the uh, um, nazi propaganda film where the nazis are wearing jetpacks Make a bunch of those is like your army building bad guys. Um, yes. Make PV. Uh, uh, you know, you can have stuff like um, there's the, the planes, like Cliff's uh, his race plane. The uh, you can make a play set of the dirigible at the end of the movie and have it like yep. collapse into sections and stuff. Um, that would have been cool. But for me, man, what would have absolutely got my money from a Rocketeer toy line? You know where I'm going because it's a no brainer. I want the rocket pack and the helmet. Oh, yes. You can even sell them separately. I'll buy them. But yep. uh, give me a, a full-on uh, rocket pack with lights and sound. Give me a helmet that I can clip on and maybe like, like um, I was thinking of uh, like the Optimus Prime helmet they made for the first Transformers. Where, like you hit a button and it like has lines in the movie, stuff like that. I don't know. You could have you gimmicked it up a bit. I don't care. But those two things, man. 
91 John Peacock, first grade John Peacock. You would have bought the shit out of that. Well, okay, I would have begged my parents yeah. to buy that shit out of that for me because I was in first grade. But I, yeah, I can um, see the commercial in my head, like kids running around, you know, like shoom, shoom. And then it's like, it does the classic items sold separately, you know? Yeah. At the end of the movie, there's kids running around with uh, a homemade outfit out of like cardboard saying, Rocketeer to the rescue. I'm like, all right, Disney, where's the toys? Yeah. Where's the toys? Uh, but yeah, no, that, that totally would have been a, like a whole adventure campaign where like the kids were in cosplay and it's like helmet, jetpack sold separately. Yes. Um, nice. Jetpack did not good. actually fly. <laughs> That's a, that is a good pick. Yeah, man. Oh, man. What else you got for me, buddy? Well, I'm going to roll on. I'm going to piggyback off of you. Okay. And I'm going to skip down on Careful, my list. We're in a rocking pack. I know. I'm going to skip one. I'm going to skip down one on my list um, to okay. one that kind of goes off of what you were saying with the helmet and backpack. Okay. Okay. And, John, I only have one thing to say I am the law. You son of a bitch. Hold on, Jay. Hold on. Because I had a pick for this, and I don't want to waste it. Jump to 1995 in your head, listeners, and yeah. imagine this. I've got a property for you. It's about, uh, hold on, a future cop wearing an outlandish costume who fights giant robots on a flying motorcycle with a gun that turns in to other guns. Yes. What is it, Jay? Judge Dredd. William DeLua. I am the law. That was item number four on my list. Great minds think alike, buddy. Now, I I know that movie was trash. Oh, yeah. It was so bad. It was such a bad movie. But it was tailor-made for toys. Tailor-made. No, you're absolutely right. And I'm going to go ahead and say now, like, just disclaimer for this entire episode. Just because the movie sucked doesn't mean it couldn't have had a cool toy line. That is yes. that, that is not a, requ- a prerequisite for being a cool toy line. Is that your movie sold well? Um, I mean, just yeah. just the action figures. You could have had like you could have regular Judge Dredd. You could have um like what's the word I'm looking for? Like decommissioned. Oh, where he's like stripped of his rank, Judge when Dredd. He got yeah, kicked yeah. out, Dredd. Yeah, battle damage. You, Judge you could Dredd. have battle. Da- I was just gonna say that <laughs> battle damage, Judge Dredd. You could have him with his normal lawgiver. And you could make it so that you could attach other parts to the lawgiver. And shoot a missile off it, because every toy in the 90s had to shoot a missile. Right? And just think about that flying motorcycle. Yeah, the um, lawmaster motorcycle that flies. Yes. um, Hold on, I had a whole, like, line built up for this, because I, again, had the same freaking idea, Jay. Um, So you got Dread, and of course, like, at least two or three variants of Judge Dread. You could have made Judge Hershey. Uh, the ABC robot that's awesome but doesn't really do much in the uh, the film. You've got the Angel family when he's out in the uh, the wasteland area, the yeah. crazy cannibals. Um, Rico, uh, the Judge Hunters, which again don't play much of a part in the movie, but they're the guys in the giant black armor. That's like a tailor made soldier bad guy action figure because every toy line has to have that one like like the cobra uh commandos where it's yep. like it's the same figure you just buy 12 of them because it's a nameless faceless bad guy you can you can build your army of um yeah. you could have so like you could have uh because rico was the main the judge right that turned yeah. bad yeah so you could have him in his judge outfit and you could have him 
not in his judge outfit. Have it be removable or quick change yeah. Rico. Yeah. Quick change Rico. Yep. And um, you could even get, um, oh God, now I can't think of the actor's name. Um, Rob uh, Schneider. Rob Schneider. You could even make his character a little action figure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You could, is, isn't he inside a robot at one point in time in that movie? Uh, yeah, he, uh, he's, he takes out ABC because he, uh, he like hacks into it. Yep. No, yeah, he, they, like, he's like in a, like a little food delivery thing, right? Or yeah, something. yeah, he hides in the food recycler at the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Eat recycled food. It's good for the environment and okay for you. It, you know, you <laughs> could have him like in that, like a little like pop up dude. Yeah. Um, you know, and you then, can just make a whole bunch of just generic outlaw bad guys. Yeah, Judge Dredd. Yeah, you could uh, you could sell the helmet and the shoulder pauldrons and the like the lawgiver gun to oh, yeah. kids to dress up. Right, like you and I are both in the same. Like we did an episode a long time ago about toy lines uh, that we wanted to see as kids, and or. I think it was uh, our favorite toy lines from a kid. And to me, a successful toy line has three components to it. Uh, and this is, oh, excuse me, directly taken from my favorite toy line of all time, the real Ghostbusters from Kenner. You've got to have, A, your action figures. And you've got to have every possible variation of every character you could ever want to see as part of that. Um, so, again, think Ghostbusters. You've got all four of the Ghostbusters, Slimer, Janine, uh, you know, all the gear comes out at some point eventually. So you've got to have your action figure lineup. And then to support your action figures, you've got to have vehicles and play sets. So you have yep. something to transport your people in and something with them to play on. And then for me, because I'm me, the other big third component that's missing a lot of the time from some of these toy lines, a lot of them get two out of three. Not all of them get three out of three. Role play toys. Where yes. I'm not playing with an action figure, I'm playing as the character. Those are the toys I loved as a kid. Most of the stuff I still own from my childhood are the role play toys. I still have my original Power Rangers Morpher, my Blade Blaster. Um, I have a Kenner Blue Proton Pack from when I was a kid. Uh, those are the things I held on to because those are the things I loved as a kid. So yeah, Judge Dredd, another property perfectly made for a, a role play toy line. And I mean, like just the the different play sets like that you could have. I mean. And I also like I I'm kind of thinking about Dread with uh, Carl Urban as well, but like a Mega City One playset. Yeah, you, it, it's and and that's such a slam dunk. If you take um, any city uh, playset you've already got in your 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 plethora of of toy stuff, you know, looking at you Kenner or Playmates or whoever. I mean, you could take a Ninja Turtles playset, put some new stickers and a new coat of paint on it, and you can make it a Mega City One playset. Yeah, or a desert wasteland playset. Yeah, uh, or yeah, I mean it's it's uh, one of my favorite toy lines because I love the movie. Uh, was the the Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves action figures because um, I love that movie. Fun fact: every figure in that lineup is recycled from other toy lines Kenner did. Um, the body for every Robin Hood is a repaint of the Green Arrow uh, action figure they made for their DC Superpowers lineup. Uh, Friar Tuck's body is the Gamorrean guard from Star Wars. Like Kenner just recycled bodies and slapped new heads on them and some new uh. paint. But not as Robin Hood, so you don't necessarily have to go like super expensive on this stuff, right? Like they just 
Like they redid the Ewok village. Yes. You know, they put some leaves on top of the trees and shat it out as uh, Sherwood Forest place it. Yep. They put some cross uh, crossbows on the uh, the the arm rails and other. Yes. That's about all they did. Like everything in that that toy line was recycled from something else, but it was still fun because it was new to me. So, oh, God, and just could you imagine? Like, in, let's see, in '95, I would have been ten. Mm-hmm. So, ten-year-old me running around going, "I am the law," with you my helmet get, and my you gotta get, yeah, get Nerf in on that shit and make a I was Nerf lawgiver. That, yep. Oh, great minds, John. Because, like, I think about that Nerf. Um, Cause I had a Nerf gun that had like a clip that held five mm-hmm. darts mm-hmm. and you could take the barrel off the end of it. And I think it had a folding stock. Ooh. If I remember correctly, it's so like you, Nerf had the capability back then to oh, yeah, do I mean, like a modular Nerf gun. They weren't doing the amazing crazy shit they were now, but Nerf could have easily done a, 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 a Nerf dart shooting gun that looked enough like the lawgiver from the the movie. Uh, you know, put some crazy color paint scheme on it so parents don't worry about it, kids get shot with it. Um, easily, easily, and then sold tons of accessories, like you said, to clip onto it to make it look like it's. Because again, the, the whole the whole conceit of the lawgiver is that it has multiple different types of ammunition it can fire. And sometimes the weapon itself reconfigures like the double whammy shot where the, the like secondary barrel pops out. Uh, so yeah, you could have sold one lawgiver and then a whole bunch of accessories to make it like the rapid fire lawgiver, double whammy lawgiver, the hot shot, uh, which it's from the Carl Urban version. Yeah. Version, but whatever, uh, you know, could have done that for days. Uh, and, and kids like us would have bought every, okay. Kids like us would have fed our parents or spent our allowance on every single yeah. one of those. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I was thinking, um, we both went helmet and lawgiver because you yep. got to have those, uh, the helmet needed to have a voice changer to make you sound like Sylvester yep. Stallone, like the Darth Vader helmets do. Uh, and then I was thinking you went shoulder armor, which I didn't even think of. Uh, so kudos to you. I went uh utility belt Ooh. So you get a holster for your lawgiver, uh, and not necessarily a cod piece like judge dread had in the movie, but there were enough generic like utility belt toys back in the day. You could have just slapped a new buckle uh, on it and called it a day. Uh, you know, like Batman has 8 billion utility belts. You could have just taken one of those out of storage, redone the accessories and slapped it back out. You know what, John? What? I'm going to do you one even better. Cause we've Uh-oh. gone down a rabbit hole with dread. Here I'm we sorry. go. We've really gone Here down go. a rabbit hole. You call up power wheels. And you get your own, what is it, lawmaker? Law. Uh, lawmaster. Lawmaster. You get your own lawmaster power wheel. That's right. Now I'm going to ask this. And I know that I'm asking you, so I already know what the answer is going to be, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Does the Hot Wheels for Kids <laughs> Lawmaster have the retractable machine guns? Yes. Oh, of course. Okay, I know. There's like a. I button. had a feeling I knew what the answer would be, but you get it. It's Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels plus Nerf. You know, yes. you they shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, I dig it. How how cool would you have been to be the kid on the block, <laughs> rolling around 
on your lawmaster with your lawgiver with your dread helmet and that shoulder is... pauldrons and utility belt. Such Just... the ultimate perversion of Judge Dread the comic book. I love it. <laughs> Just yelling at every other kid on the block, I am the law. Turn your child into a totalitarian enforcer of an uber government. It's the Judge Dredd toy line. Ah, <laughs> the 90s are weird and I love it. Yes. Yes. Oh, good pick, man. Oh. So. Um, so, yeah. All right. Um, this one kind of ties into that. Uh, and this is one of those things where... <clears throat> This franchise has been around long enough. There are toys based on this franchise, but they are sporadic at best. And they've never really been a, a coherent, um, like big presence on the toy shelves. And in fact, most of the stuff that exists now is either a being made by the fans on like Etsy or it's super expensive. Like we joked about at the beginning of the show, it's adults collectible items, not necessarily toys for kids. Um, there's one exception to that, and I'll get into that in a minute, but I don't think any movie franchise has been more tailor-made for a line of toys, especially role-play toys, like Bond. Ooh. Bond. Oh. And it, it blows my mind, because I, I went back and Googled, and I was like, surely there were some toys and maybe I just missed them as a kid. Maybe I was just old enough to not be looking at Toys R Us. I, I must have, but no, dude, again, sporadically throughout the years, there have been, you know, especially in the 60s when Bond hit huge, there was all kinds of just random shit with the James Bond logo slapped onto it. But there's never been um, like a four kids action figure line. Uh, and, and especially, you know, Bond is one of those franchises where it pops up, it's really hot, uh, and then it goes away for three to five years, and then the next movie comes out, and it's big again. Uh, but in the 90s, starting with GoldenEye in 95, we had a pretty steady string of popular, successful Bond movies with my favorite Bond, Pierce Brosnan. So yeah. it definitely had a 90s presence. And and especially if you're talking GoldenEye, that movie might be more famous for the N64 game than the actual movie. Yeah. Uh, so it definitely had a presence with younger audiences. So specifically, where's my James Bond Goldeneye toys? Yes. Uh, I would have loved to have seen, again, tons of characters, you know, obviously Bond and multiple versions of, you know, Tuxedo Bond, uh, opening mission, Black Suit, Black Ops Bond. Uh, you've got your, you know, Trevelyan 006. Uh, you've got your Xenia on a top, um, which, you know, maybe that's part of why. As I'm saying this out loud, maybe that's why we're not selling these toys to kids. Maybe we don't want to sell a pussy galore action figure to kids. That that you, might you, have something to do with it. You could, you could always, I mean, <laughs> you could change the names. She's galore. We just yeah. dropped the first name. It's fine. Nobody asks you know, questions. Like, like that's the thing is like if they're like if they're kids, you know, they're not, yeah. not gonna. I mean, adults are like, oh yeah, but. You, you can drop names on it. Yeah. Like you could just call her Xenia. There you, go. you know what I mean? Um, Boris, your hacker, uh, the, the, you know, GoldenEye was a, a great bond movie. Uh, and it had tons of cool things. You could sell bond toys around like the tank chase scene. Ooh. Yeah. The, the, 
a helicopter I forget the name of that's like shielded from EMP. Tons of cool stuff from Goldeneye you could have done. But why stop there? You know, in '95, put some Goldeneye toys out. They sell well. What do you do from there? Well, obviously you do the next Bond movie when that comes out. But you've got the Bond license. Maybe you don't have every single actor's likeness rights, but you can go back in the vault. You can do a Jaws action figure. You can do uh, uh, um, Blofeld. Yeah, Odd Job. Like you can crank out Bond characters. Uh, oh, the We got Jay. What do you got? A hat throwing odd job that twists at the waist. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like the predator. Remember the predator that yes, threw the disc? The whiplash predator. Yeah. Odd job. And he throws a hat. Come on, guys. This stuff sells itself. Um, so, yeah, action figures, they're easy to come up with. But for me, and, and again, what really feels like the, the missed opportunity is the 90s were huge for random tech gadgets. And Bond is all about the random tech gadgets. So imagine a whole 007 tech toy line for kids. And the thing that comes to mind immediately is, you remember Home Alone 2? Yep. Where Kevin had the talk boy? Yep. Okay, that product was made just for that movie. That, there's your perfect synergy. And then everybody wanted it. Exactly. There's your perfect uh, uh, blueprint for making a James Bond gadget line of toys for 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 kids. You know, they don't all have to be lethal. They don't have to be like you know exploding pens and stuff like that. You can come up with just like random cool X stuff. That's there, there's a whole generic line of like spy toys that they make now. You see them in like you know Walmart and uh, you know lining the toys shelves. Slap some Bond logos on that. Get creative. Make make them, you know, like watches, like a Bond watch, stuff like that. Could have sold really well back. Oh, oh, what you got? I just had another one. Uh oh, uh oh. What was what else was big in the nineties? RC cars. You get yourself, dude. And you get yourself an RC car, like from what do what was it in the world is not enough or no? Um, tomorrow never dies, where he drives it with the cell phone yeah it was a bmw something yes but you get that you get a controller that looks like that cell phone now i understand it's bigger and kind of wonky right and and not the same but you flip it open and there's your two control sticks bam throttle and you're turning this these things don't don't stop there keep going keep going it's bond you make an aston martin db5 that shoots nerf darts because we're going to tie that stuff in together uh, I mean, come on! You make uh, uh, was it the the Lamborghini that turns into a submarine? Yes! Uh, come on, man! Make you... a whole line of RC Bond cars. Oh, they would have just—they would have flown off the shelves. I can see the commercials now. <sighs> just like some kid driving his his Bond Lamborghini, and then like <laughs> flips a switch and it goes in the water, and now it's mm-hmm. like an RC boat. <laughs> Results may vary. <laughs> yes yes vehicle not meant for submersion <laughs> yes because like you show it underwater and then it's like vehicle does not actually submerge because yep, it was the 90s and that's what they do yep oh man uh, hell yeah that's a good one but again it's, you look through there, there's always bond merch and especially now like there's tons of people making stuff on etsy where it's replicas of like all of james bond's watches i almost bought a golden eye replica watch um, but I didn't pay that yet, so I didn't. But like, there's tons of cool stuff out there now. But it's all that upscale, expensive adult collectible stuff. 
Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, and I get it. Bond as a franchise has kind of grown up a little bit. It isn't necessarily marketed to kids, but come on, man. Kids love it. And the, the exception I said I was going to talk about was well, the 90s, uh, and I didn't write down the year. There was an attempt to market Bond to kids. It was James Bond Jr. There were video games, action figures, and a short-lived cartoon. And I say short-lived because no one gave a shit. Uh, they had like cartoon versions of Jaws and a couple of their villains. And then he, it was James Bond's nephew, huh. also somehow named James Bond. Uh, and and he had a gun that fired glue. Huh. Yeah, no one gave a shit. So for those of you sitting at home saying, what about James Bond Jr.? No one gives a shit about James Bond Jr. We want Bond, James Bond. Uh, still baffles my mind that we we aren't making toys for kids for that. Yeah, what do I know? That's yes. <laughs> You're one hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm just thinking about all the toys that could. Anyway, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna go back. Okay, back in time to yes, back in time. <laughs> To when I used to go to skate country. Oh man. But I didn't go to name I've not heard in a long long time. But (laughs) a lot of times I didn't go to skate country to skate. Uh Uh-huh. I told my parents I was going to skate country. And my parents knew I was going to skate country. Uh Uh-huh. But what my parents didn't know is that Skate Country had a Mortal Kombat arcade game. Jason, no. And I... It's so violent, it'll warp your young little mind. Oh, I played the shit out of that game. (laughs) Played the shit out of it. And what would I have loved more than playing Mortal Kombat and not, you know, and not having to spend $5 to play it had I had my own action figures. But I didn't. Um, I'm pretty sure because I looked. I looked up some stuff. I never uh-huh. found any Mortal Kombat action figures. Uh, they're more like collectible now. You know, kind of like the um, the Legend stuff, the Marvel Legend. Yeah, yeah. Again, the the twenty five dollar piece adult collectible stuff. Um, yes. So, uh, they did have Mortal Kombat figures in the 90s? They did? They did. Because, um, again, that was another thing that popped up on my idealist. But I will say this, Jay. They were basically just G.I. Joes repainted. Um, they were that same three and three quarter scale with the rubber band hinge waist and points of articulation. Um, they were nothing stellar. But uh, no, they 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 did exist. Well, so then this brings me into a realm of things that were toys that I didn't know were toys when I was younger. That <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm trying Mortal to comment here on when they came out because this this might have been a situation where like Mortal Kombat's properties that's been around long enough that we may have been aged out of like buying action figures by the time these hit shelves. 
Oh, no, 94. Never why mind. Did, yeah. Why did I not have? I mean, I would have had them all. Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade, uh, Jax, um, Scorpion, Sub-Zero. Oh, oh, what's his name? All, all the repaints, Reptile, Sector, Cyrax, yep. Smoke, yeah. Uh, Goro. Um, uh, Kane. Shang Sun. Shang Sun. The oh, Emperor. Everything. I would have had it all. I would have had so many fights. So many. But that's, yeah. So, like, I was thinking about it because I looked and I... I did look, and I did not find any, but I guess I am proven wrong. But it just makes me sad that I didn't have any Mortal Kombat action figures. Because that is, like like you said, you know, action figures, play sets, and role-playing. You could do all three with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. have a, You make play sets from each level. You... Uh... So you do a wrist-mounted squirt gun for Sub-Zero. You do a... Uh, you replicate the squirt. Oh, nerf. There you go. Uh, a nerf throwing chain thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... And, the, and again, uh, these look like they're just repainted G.I. Joe stuff. I'll try to send you a picture, but... Uh, doesn't want to go through um but hey you didn't know about it you wanted it okay it's okay it's not okay because i didn't have it exactly exactly and that's why it's on the list yep uh i've got one more uh jump come come take this journey with me jay all right it's 1993 Disney again through Buena Vista puts out a little movie, a little movie, a little little uh, action adventure movie, uh, a little uh, totally underrated classic of a movie. Uh, and, uh, puts out a movie that uh, me and Jay love unabashedly, unashamedly, unequivocally. It's an amazing movie, and uh, I get why, but damn, I wish they would have come out with a toy line for the Three Musketeers. <laughs> The only thing I can think of is, and, and look, I love Three Musketeers many levels. This because Kevin Costner's Robin Hood Prince of Thieves exists and made money. Uh, down to, like, it's the same composer doing the theme. Uh, they're very similar, and I do not mean that to as a knock on Three Musketeers, because Prince of Thieves is a great movie, and Three Musketeers is a great movie, and they're an amazing double feature. Uh, but I don't think the toy line for Prince of Thieves sold very well. So I think that's why we didn't see a Three Musketeers. Could be wrong. I don't know. That's my hypotenuse. I'm going to say my hypotenuse. That's my hypothesis. <laughs> there we go. Um, so obviously your action figures are your cat. Uh, Athos, Porthos, Aramis, D'Artagnan, Cardinal Richelieu, Captain Rochefort, Lady de Winter. Maybe throw in like a Cardinal's Guard for, again, your arm builder bad guy. Bam! There's there's two lines of of uh, figures right then and there. You've got play sets like the, uh, the wagon chase or not wagon. Can't think of what yeah the, the carriage chase carriage. Thank yeah. you. The yeah. carriage chase scene. Um, 
you've got set pieces like castles with things with, you know ropes to swing off of and things like that because it's all about the buckling of the swash um then you transfer or transition into your role play toys which are fucking no-brainers it's three musketeers give me some swords man yes uh, disney's been selling uh you know toy rapiers at pirates of the caribbean for decades man dress those up a little bit uh slap some cool gold paint on them call them musketeer swords throw them out in stores um and again with the pistols disney's been selling toy pistols at the pirates of the caribbean ride for decades slap a three musketeers logo on them call it a day oh um, that porthos's uh three-bladed knife would sell itself there you go there you go uh i even remember i'm getting nerf back on the action too because i remember when nerf came out and i couldn't find a picture of it but they had nerf swords that were a fencing game um you had a long nerf blade plastic handle and a big like rim handguard that had oh sorry three different uh uh targets and the objective was not to you know, bludgeon your opponent with your nerf, which is what it inevitably turned into. But the objective was to knock down the targets on your opponent's um, uh, blade guard before he knocked yours down. It was a nerf fencing game. You take that, you repackage it, bam, three musketeers fencing game. Oh, you could have, you could have horses for them, uh-huh. horses for the carriage. Uh, you could have, you know, Athos, Porthos, Aramis, and well, D'Artagnan never had the musketeer tunic until the end, but that you could all the, you could have them with and without the tunic. Yep. Uh you make one body and swap the heads, man. Yep. That's oh, so many options. Great choice. Very solid. Yeah, it's uh Again, one of those things uh, I loved the movie and absolutely uh, toy lines based on it. It was sad to see it. Not- yep, yeah, sorry, I was looking up Nerf fencing is called. <laughs> nice. Ooh, yeah, just sending you this picture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, so that's all I've got. Those are my properties that should have had a toilet. Jay, any more? Just you know, and this is this is this goes back to you know I I didn't know the Mortal Kombat ones existed. Uh huh. This is another one I didn't know existed until I started looking it up, and I feel like fans of the show need to know that this is a thing. <laughs> and and. You know, and if you've listened to the show, you've heard uh, Obi John and I go back and forth about this movie. But had I known these toys existed now at the time, because what I'll just tell you right now, I'm talking about Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. So Starship Troopers came out in what, 97? Yes. So I was on the edge of like, uh, do I want to? keep buying toys don't i want to keep buying toys so at the time these came out i was out of that i was kind of on the the fence so i might not have actually been looking for toys okay but thinking back on it i wish i had these toys i mean like if you had just like the giant tanker and johnny rico and you've got 
so many options for Johnny Rico because, you know, he makes his way through the ranks in that movie. Uh, you've got Diz. Um, I can't think of his name. Jake Busey. <laughs> Ace Levy? Yep. You know, uh, you've got, you could put Carmen in, uh, mm-hmm. you could put Carmen in the flight suit and you could put Carmen yeah. in uh, fleet armor. Yeah. Xander you, in fleet armor. Xander in fleet armor. You, Drill instructor I, Zim, combat Zim, Rad yep. Jack. I saw the, so there with, is a, there is a Rad drop Jack ship. With, with removable legs. Can, can you have teacher Rat Check? Yes. Like, remember, uh, uh, there's the Jurassic Park line, and there's a Dennis Nedry figure, and his 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 action feature was his arm came off. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Or like, or like you have a Rat Check that like you can pull his legs off, and then there's like little strings, and then you press a button, and the strings zip back into the <laughs> like know. Swamp Thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right okay uh, you know um you like you could and teacher rat check could not have one arm he's just got like the nub uh you oh um doogie hauser's character uh carl carl you know you could have you could have See, teenage now, like, carl and then you could have nazi you, germany you, carl. yeah you you can't make office carl making nazi ss maybe ditch the trench coat i don't know right right oh you can have scientist carl there you go they that's a play set right there scientist carl with a with a machine gun shooting an arachnid well and i'll say this so when when we were when we pitched this idea and i was trying to come up with with ideas for it i had a bunch of things that i don't remember there being uh toy lines for and right at the top was starship troopers <clears throat> and and so when I googled Starship Trooper toy line ninety seven, just like because if if you Google like um, you know Bond action figures and just do a Google search, it brings up all of like the modern stuff. But specifically, we're looking for did they have one back in the day? And and I I do not remember these toys being on shelves. They obviously were because there they are, mint on card. They existed. Um, uh, I don't remember seeing them. But they were there. They existed. And and looking at them, like, okay, this is cool. Some of the figures are really cool. Some of them are pretty well detailed. But they, they do hit that 90s action figure toy line thing of they get pretty ridiculous pretty fast. Um, yeah. Like, the paint jobs on the armor gets ridiculous. Uh, they, they get very, there's like a flame trooper Johnny Rico that, while cool... We never had a flamethrower Johnny Rico in the yeah. movie, and that that retroactively makes me mad at the movie that they're not being a flamethrower Rico in yeah. the movie. Oh, yeah. And then like toy lines, stop making me mad at the movie. Um, another one I totally forgot, uh, which in retrospect I, I was an idiot because I remember playing with a friend's toy. One of these was Men in Black. Uh, I, I thought for certain there weren't Men in Black toys, but no, there definitely were. And as I was scrolling through looking at these action figures and stuff. Um, they made apparently in very limited numbers. Um, Tommy Lee Jones's uh, uh, giant gun from the end of the movie. They made that as a toy, and as I'm sitting here looking at that, I'm like, "Oh yeah, Eric Broman had that." Because I don't know where he got it, but damn, I was jealous of that. 
so I like I remember playing with some of those toys, but then you know, fast forward to now and I, I don't remember those existing. Even though I'm looking through pictures of them, I'm like, no, these are fake. Someone's making this up. I would have remembered the Oh damn it. But you know, John, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. All right. Twelve year old me. Uh-huh. If he'd have been walking through the aisles of like Walmart or Toys R Us or whatever mm-hmm. and come across a Starship Troopers playset that or like uh what am I trying to think of? Like cosplay type thing. Yep. With a helmet and the Merida, I would have bought it. <laughs> so you gotta have the Merida as like the uh the giant three foot long nerf gun. <clears throat> Yep. You have to assemble when you get out of the box. Yep. You got to have your uh, your. Oh, sorry. Uh, cap trooper armor playset. Uh, so you got your chest piece, your back piece, and like the helmet. Uh, let's see what 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 else? What other role play do you make? Um, the you got to have your Johnny your Johnny Rico ten lashing playset. Joke. Yeah. It's a joke. That's a joke. Um, but like boot camp uh, uh, playset would be cool. Um, oh, you, the, what's the base throng when they get swarmed? I forget what it's called. Whiskey uh, outpost. Whiskey outpost. You could have. You could have the uh, makeshift Higgins boats. The drop ships. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, some of those things do exist, but they, again, they got very action figure with them. Um, oh. That being said, if you if if someone came out with a line of these figures, like the modern style, uh, like the Diamond Select action figure style or the Marvel Legends style, no, I'm not going to shell out 25 bucks for an action figure now. But again, kid me might have. Oh, John, what do you got, Jay? Like a four foot foot long. Um, capital ship um fleet ship i knew you were gonna say that god yeah you would have sold one to jason because man (laughs) does that kid love a good fleet yep but no there was a whole line of um playmates had the star trek license and in the 90s they put out a whole line of um um federation ships that they weren't to scale with the action figures, uh, but they did a whole line of just ships. So, like, there was a market for that at the time. Like, the Playmates stuff sold well. There's 8 billion gajillion Star Trek figures from Playmates. I mean, they literally went sort of doing the um, the Holodeck series where it was like the episode where they play Robin Hood. That's a figure line now. <laughs> Anything they could think of to make more Star Trek figures, they did. So yeah, yeah, those were uh, those are the big ones on my list. And I'm like, oh man, that should have had a toy line. And then I Google, I'm like, oh, it did. Okay, uh, and both yeah. of those are both like uh, uh, Men in Black and in um, Starship Troopers are both around the same time. So I think that was just I was in junior high and I was at that stage where like it wasn't cool to have action figures and toys anymore. So I was kind of getting out of that. And uh, he was also... kind of getting into girls, <laughs> trying to anyway. 
Uh, <laughs> no, that's about the same time I stopped watching Power Rangers because it wasn't cool to watch Power Rangers anymore. Uh, just it's it's you know I think every every nerd goes through that time where like you know you're not supposed to but you still do. Like I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm still watching Power Rangers Zio. It's Power Rangers, I like it. Um, but then it's okay. You come full circle when you hit your late teens, early twenties. You're just like I don't give a shit anymore. This stuff's awesome. Let's put in all my money on this again. Yep. So then you spend stupid money trying to buy back the toys you had when you were a kid. Yep. That is a fact. So, anything else on your should have had a toy line list? No, that's about it. All right. We're flipping the script then. Our next topic today, we're not going to stray very far from this theme. <clears throat> In fact, we already kind of touched on it, talking about Star Fox a little bit. Um, flip side of the same coin. So, those were all properties we thought needed toys. Sometimes a property could have toys and even have a cartoon or a comic book, but didn't have that all necessary movie that really moves a toy line, uh, especially in the 90s. Nothing got people on board a toy line more than, hey, this is going to be the big movie this summer. We should get some toys out there. Uh, I'm looking at you, Dick Tracy. The Shadow. Uh, I'm trying to think of other random toy lines people have kind of forgotten. About. Um, Lost in Space. Ooh. That had a whole toy line. And had a really cool build-a-gun thing that I almost bought at Toys R Us and then put back because now I'm too old for this and now I wish I would have bought. Uh, but anyway, now we're going to be talking about switching gears up a little bit, talking about toy lines that deserved but never got that all-important summer blockbuster movie. I have two. They're both going to be deep, and they're both going to send us down a well. So I'll let you go first. Okay, you might have this one as well. Okay. Because this is really honestly the only one I could think of. Okay, I'm going to say two words, and you just tell me yes or no. Frame up. No. Okay. Uh, so what I was thinking of were back in the 90s, there were all these random figures. Now, I will say that there was, there there were movies related to these toys. Okay. But not the toys. A lot of the toys we got have no idea where they came from. And I wish we could actually see them on screen. And what I'm talking about were the alien and predator toys. If you. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. If you remember, like, there was the gorilla alien. It's a touchy subject. There was. Uh, In fact, (laughs) if you listen to our. state of the franchise episode i think we bring that up yeah Uh, yeah now keep going sorry um there were all sorts of different predators like we talked about it earlier there was the the disc throwing predator um predators with different masks and you're like man these guys are awesome why aren't they in a movie um i believe that there was even an alien versus predator toy line Ah, uh, and we got we did get a movie, sort of. <laughs> but how 
how awesome would that movie have been if we actually put some of these aliens from these crazy looking aliens into this movie? You know what first I mean? Of all, first of all, 1000% agree with you on that. Um, one of the things I loved about the aliens, uh, your old school Kenner aliens action figure line was they took a concept within the movies, within the universe of alien that when a face hugger attaches to a host and lays an embryo, that embryo takes on traits of the host organism before it chest bursts. Therefore, whatever you incubate a xenomorph in, it'll take on characteristics of that host. Now in the movies to that point, to think of that point, like alien aliens and alien three had come out. So we'd all, we, all we had seen were uh, xenomorphs that gestated inside humans. And then the third one, a dog, uh, the toy line took that idea and ran with it. Like you oh, said, yeah. gorilla alien, cougar alien, snake alien, mantis alien. Like they just went balls to the wall with crazy alien concepts. And they were awesome. They were all awesome. Uh, the video games took some of those uh, ideas in, in the, uh, the Alien vs. Predator video game, incorporated some of those, the arcade game. Uh, that toy line was huge. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's one of those things where uh, I forget who has the license now, which company it is. Like NECA, I think, has the Alien license. And they're literally recreating the 90s toy line with 2020 technology. Uh, where it's you know super detailed, tons of articulation, uh, but they're literally recreations of the '90s toy line because the '90s toy line was so freaking awesome. And then yeah. by wave three of the Aliens line to bolster it, they threw Predator in there, and they did the same shit with Predator that they had done with the Aliens, which is instead of just making clones of that one model of Predator, they changed up the skin tone, they changed up the weapons, the accessories, the masks, and they made tons of variants of predators some more outlandish than others looking at you lava planet predator <laughs> that's the thing sure <laughs> why not uh there was a mail-in offer for a translucent invisible predator uh but they went crazy with the predator line and then they mashed them together and had the alien versus predator line um and no one has ever to this day circled back around to that for the movie which I'm like, come on, the people making movies now where people are our people our age, they grew up with those toys. That's a concept that is just like, why haven't we done that yet? <clears throat> and every subsequent alien movie that doesn't do that is just spitting in the face of us 90s kids because we know how awesome it could be. And, you know, the, like I think about some of the movies like, you know, Predator, Predator 2, um, Predators, not... Yep. Not the Predator, because no. I haven't seen it, and I don't. What are you talking to. about? Never heard of that movie. Um, but I know you'll agree with me when when I say that that Predators is not a terrible movie. No, it, Predator, Predator Two, and Predators is an awesome trilogy. And you could, I mean, Predators could have been better, but you do kind of get some variation in the Predators in Predators but not as wide of a variation as what was in the toy line. No, and, and that's, it's the, that, that's, the, the, the predator movies are one of the things that, and one of the reasons I will often defend predator two 
is it gives you more Predator stuff. The Predator we follow in Predator 2 brought a lot more toys with them. Uh, yep. and, and, and and that's awesome. It expands on the whole world and mythology of that creature, which is exactly what you want a sequel to do. It doesn't have Arnold. Get the fuck over it. It's still a great Predator movie. Yeah. And it's Predators. It doesn't have Arnold. Oh, no. Get the fuck over it. He's not coming back. Um, but it it still does that same thing where it introduces the like the rival clans of predators, and uh, we see like them using drones and they're being using more like hunting and trapping techniques than they are like because the AVP series really made them into like warriors with armor and swords and knives and shit, and that's cool, sure. But predators got them back to being like game hunters. Um, yep. So anytime you see variation, that's awesome. But you're right, dude. Like, they don't scratch the surface. And granted, again, the toy line got a bit out of control. Google Lava Planet Predator. <laughs> it's a predator made of lava. Um, they got a little outlandish, but they were definitely creative. And, and you got to keep in mind, everyone was chasing after that Ninja Turtle money. And if you want to see some batshit crazy, what were they thinking? Who would buy this action figures? Just look at the Ninja Turtle line because nothing was too gross. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. No, like anyone who, who does that as a movie where people like experimenting by breeding Xenomorphs inside different hosts. That's the movie we want, man. Yeah. Like, you know, you got some crazy scientist out on a ship somewhere. Somewhere who's like a gorilla in a cage or like some crazy alien creature we've never seen in a cage yeah. and he's got face huggers and just wants to see what's going to pop out of him. Like not only that now, now you're talking movie, you're talking uh video game series. You, you know, you can spin off of that. It there, there's endless possibilities. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially, and what I loved about the idea of that, again, <clears throat> taking that conceit within the alien moves itself and basing the toy line around. What I, what I loved about that. I forgot what I was going to say <laughs> as I was saying it. Hold on, man. Okay, sorry. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. The whole original idea for the xenomorph in the original film. Uh, the thing really Scott was trying to do was he he knew he was going to be confined to a guy in a suit because that's the most you could do at the time. But he did everything within his power to not make it look like a guy in a suit. You never see it from the same angle twice. You never hold on any one part of it longer than a few seconds. Uh, he did everything he could to make that guy in a suit not look like a guy in a suit. He even experimented with bringing in like contortionists and and um uh dwarves to give it different sizes and shapes that the human body couldn't naturally do so if you think about it if you follow that through line the alien toy line did what really scott was trying to do with the original alien which is make something that could not ever conceivably be a guy in a suit and nowadays with the visual effects we have now come on man come on that could be amazing uh we are obi john in the dock we're available for hire uh we're, just give we're us so a call cheap, guys we're so cheap we're uh, very cheap to hire i was gonna say fox but fox doesn't exist 20th century films give us a call we'll help you out uh we got you covered yeah. money makers in the bank uh, 
We can so talk that, aliens all day, so we gotta, yeah. we gotta move. <laughs> like I said, yeah. that was my one that I could come up with. And hell yeah, man. Yeah. Well, then I'm gonna softball this one into you. Then this is where all I right. thought you were going. This was uh, an awesome toy line, super detailed, really awesome, great bang for your buck. Um, but not only were these cool toys, the cartoon series they were based on was perhaps one of the most mature cartoons ever made let alone in the 90s it's uh it was a story about war racism death prejudice uh all in a kids cartoon show on saturday morning on fox uh ran from 93 to 95 i'm talking about i already spoiled it exo squad How did I forget about that? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, quick rundown: it follows in the future. It follows a company of E-frame pilots. E-frames are picture the power loader from Aliens, cranked to eleven. They're uh, human-shaped robots. They're not like giant robots, um, but they, they 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 fly and they have lots of guns on them. Um, they're called E-frames. It follows a squad of E-frame pilots during a war against a genetically engineered race called the Neo-Sapiens. That's where all your stuff of prejudice and race comes in, is this, this entire race, the Neo-Sapiens, were created by humans to be an inferior slave labor force. And guess what happened? They revolted. Uh, war were declared. And uh, we follow this group of, of pilots throughout the war. Again, for a Saturday morning cartoon show, they got away with a lot of shit. Uh, in the first, like, five episodes, they killed off a main character. Uh, they went balls to the wall. But it had tons of cool action scenes, very uh, anime style to draw people in. But a really complex story uh, and three-dimensional characters. Characters that evolved and changed throughout the show. Uh, to keep you coming back it was definitely kids will tune in because hey that looks cool adults will stick around because wow that was surprisingly good and dramatic um series is not available to my knowledge on streaming or blu-ray or dvd i happen to have this is one of the first ever bootlegs i bought at a convention i've got the whole series on bootleg home burn dvd that's a convention because i love the show that much but uh at the time, maybe it's a good thing we didn't get an Exo Squad movie because so it ran from ninety three to ninety five. Your movie would have picked up around ninety four, ninety five, and trying to do Exo Squad live action with ninety four, ninety five technology would have either cost seven hundred million dollars or would have looked like crap. So maybe a good thing we didn't. That being said. We could definitely do it now. Yeah. Uh, maybe something to dust off. Uh, since we're in that, uh, you know, every property that ever existed needs to get a remake. This thing is tailor-made for a remake. There are so many great, uh, well-developed three-dimensional characters in this show. Even even the bad guys are sympathetic on this show. Uh, even the people you're supposed to hate, you know, are, are, are sympathetic and three-dimensional uh, people switch sides, and it, you know it's it's war. Tell, <clears throat> but it's also cool to watch because we're in E-frames, and E-frames are you awesome. Know, uh, what what yeah. pops into my head right off the bat mm-hmm. is um, Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, and and the way that they did that, and like yep. it that 
the suits that they wear, like those exo frames, look really good. And you could pull that off with exo squad now and make it look fantastic. Good. Yeah, you could. Um, I don't know what more to say. I mean, the, the show was phenomenal and it got away with murder literally for a Saturday morning kids cartoon show. Um, look it up. You can, you can probably find it on YouTube. I'm sure bootlegs are still floating around out there. Do what you got to do, man, but find this show. It's great. And you know what? What's up? Cast yourself some big names. Now you got me thinking now. Okay. Jim. Okay. Okay. You, I mean, we already talked about him once, but why not bring him in for this? Carl Urban. Well, yeah. Carl Urban needs to be playing JT Marsh or of Able Company. Oh. Yeah. Able Company. Uh, the, 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 the lead of the leader of the Exo squad. Yeah. Sorry. I got lost in thought there because you said Carl Urban. Oh, Carl Urban would be perfect. Yeah. yeah dude. No, seriously. Uh, you, uh, you throw in some other relevant people. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking that. Um, so, if you're going to do Neo Sapiens, you would. I think nowadays you would do them as mocap. Um, so you have human actors playing them, and then because in the show Neo Sapiens are like seven feet tall, purple skin, and have four fingers, like they're huge. Uh, so you would probably do those mocap because they're sort of like Thanos. So yeah. get like Andy Circus to be. Um, I didn't write down character names. Uh, uh, Phaeton, the leader of the uh, Neo Sapien Uprising, would be awesome casting because he's one of the best mocap people ever. You know, to mocap. Um, yeah, Carl Urban is JT Marsh, the lead builder of uh, Vable Squad. Uh, oh. We need a scrappy. I'll say, uh, what's his name? Bronsky, the uh, the Wolverine of the group, who has a beard and, and drinks. Uh, I want to Man. say Charlie Hunnam, but don't bring Charlie Hunnam in. <clears throat> um, but yeah, dude, it's a great show. God, that would be awesome. Now this movie needs to happen. Let's do. <laughs> let's get it done. If you're listening, it's a property. Go get I think, it. I think Universal did the cartoon. I don't know if that means Studios has the rights to it still, because cartoons get weird that way, because it was produced by universal but it aired on fox kids so i i don't know but uh straighten that shit out first of all we need some proper dvd or blu-ray show uh, yeah and then uh then we need that movie make it relevant you don't even have to man like it's it's that's what's so great about the show is, is the themes it deals with so unfortunately timeless something like racism sorry that's still relevant today but it is no i mean uh when I say make it relevant, like make it known again, you know, bring it back into oh, yeah, people's yeah, yeah, mind. Yeah. Put it back like, in the spotlight. Just be like, hey, remember Exo Squad? Now you do. And like, that's when you release your DVDs and your Blu rays and like get people thinking about it again. And then you're like, oh, hey, Exo Squad starring Carl Urban. I'm telling you, man, like, so right now we're kind of in the midst of, look, well, okay, not right now because shut down. Before everything was shut down, um, live action anime remakes are kind of picking up steam. Stuff like Ghost in the Shell and um, Battle Angel Alita. There's a um, 
Um, I can't think of names now. The one with the space bounty hunters, Cabo Biba. Uh, yep. And I believe Akira is in some form of production or reproduction. So if that trend picks up steam and companies start to yeah. want to jump on that bandwagon yeah. and look at you know what cartoon property we have. Now, technically, Xenosquad's not anime, but it's as close as you're going to get for an American audience that you already own the rights to, Universal. So there you go. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. I've got one more that... All right. And I wasn't going to put this on the list because this is one of those things I, I was just thinking, okay, what toy lines didn't have movies? Because in the 90s, <laughs> yeah, usually movie, toy line, movie, toy line, movie, toy line. There were not a lot of things that didn't eventually either start from or eventually get their own movie. Um, like Turtles may have started as a comic and then a cartoon, but it got a trilogy. Um, so this one came up when I was thinking of, okay, what didn't have a movie? And I wrote it down. I was like, yeah, yeah, don't do it. <clears throat> Double check my facts. Okay, no, it never had a movie. Like, it didn't get a, like, straight to VHS in Canada or some shit like that. Um, discovered, and didn't know this, it had a cartoon and a comic book, uh, which really intrigued me because the toy line itself didn't really have a coherent story, which was kind of the whole point of the toy line. But 1992, the toy line debuted 93 to 95, I believe was the cartoon show of mighty max. Really? So if you remember, so the nineties had a thing where a lot of times you would get a company that made one version of a thing for boys and another version of a thing for girls. So for every easy bake oven, you had your creepy crawlers lab. For every mall madness board game, you had Omega Virus. For every Polly Pocket, you got a Mighty, Mighty Max. Max. Same concept, but specifically targeted one for girls, one uh, Mad Max, or sorry, Mighty Max, uh, was the boys' version of Polly Pocket. Polly Pocket being the really small-scale dollhouses. Uh, my sister was obsessed with them. Had a whole neighborhood of them, literally. Uh, they were maybe like three by five inches and like two or three inches high. They fold. They would fold open. You had tiny little like figurine dolls you could move around. Mighty Max was the guys' version of that. So instead of a dollhouse, it would be like uh, uh, a cave or a lair or a spaceship or and they were very disconnected in what they were but anything that had to do with monsters or aliens or creatures or giant insects that's what Mad Max was all about and mighty it was Max. always Mad Max in this location with a monster Mighty Mighty, mighty Max alright damn it <laughs> it was always <laughs> Mel Gibson in these playsets Sorry. Um, it was always Mighty Max in these locations with a big monster. Um, and it was sort of, you know, create your own adventure with the stuff we give you to. The comic book and the cartoon both attempted to sort of make everything canon and make one coherent story at all. And that was one of those things where I was like, 
Okay, I gotta know how they tried to do how the hell do you take such like there's an Egyptian snake temple and then a uh alien robot attack fleet? How do you make those <laughs> make sense? Come on now. Um so this is the rabbit hole I fell in tonight, Jay. Yep. I, I watched six and a half hours of Mighty Max cartoons, Jay. Oh wow. I found a stream so again, not available on they made a few episodes available on VHS back in the day. Never been put on DVD or Blu-ray. Not available streaming anywhere. However, if you go to YouTube, uh, some places have all 40 episodes, both seasons. Uh, and I was like, well, okay, I'm just going to watch like the first couple. I just like, I got to see how they tried to make all this work. The pilot episode, I was like, okay, that's interesting. So the, the conceit is Max's hat is magic. Ah. Uh, his hat opens portals in time and space. And Max uh-huh. is the mighty one, the chosen one, who was prophesied to save the world from Skullmaster, the evil bad guy who wants to take over the world because evil. So, and I'm not making this up, with his companions, uh, an alien chicken mentor, who has uh-huh. a map of where all these portals are to help Max travel the portals, and if I lost you on that, don't worry. I'm about to bring you right back. And Norman, his immortal Viking bodyguard, <laughs> who, as we learn through the show, is actually the basis for the myths of Hercules, Thor, Lancelot, and Little John. Jesus. Because he's just been alive forever. Uh, they travel through these portals through time and space. Uh, to basically fight whatever monster of the week that they're fighting, uh, uh, to to thwart the efforts of Skullmaster, uh, and to basically train Max to one day face down Skullmaster and save the world. How is this not a movie? <laughs> it's movie like, I, I, dude. It's it's the cartoon is first of all the animation is really. Um, and I have to give them credit. This is a ballsy cartoon. Um, frequently, there are bad guys on screen yelling, kill him, kill him. I'm like, you're talking about a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. That got past the censors. Okay. Not destroy him or attack him or defeat him. Kill, kill him. That happens multiple times. Uh, Skullmaster is voiced by Tim fucking Curry. Oh, that nice. doesn't sell you on it right there. Um, but it's it's every episode steeps itself in whatever the, the mythology of that episode is, whether it's Egyptian mythology, Greek mythology, Viking stuff, space aliens. Uh, I mean, literally, there, there's an episode where there's a race of alien robots coming from space to eat our brains. Uh, so, yes, it precedes the they sucked his brains out joke in the Starship Troopers. Uh, and And... <laughs> Like that's an episode. Uh, it's it's crazy because it, it's one of those things where it's sort of like Doctor Who, where it can travel right. through time and it can be from episode to episode. It can be like Indiana Jones esque, where like Max's kind of girlfriend uh, gets kidnapped by, and I'm not making this up, an evil snake god cult, and Max has to defeat them and save his sort of girlfriend <clears throat> to fending off an alien brain sucking robot invasion to uh, a, a cursed viking 
sorcerer trapped inside of the um, um, fossilized remains of a dragon. That's an episode. Uh, it's crazy, and I loved it, and I could not stop watching. Um, so, it, yeah. It could definitely be a movie. I mean, like you might have to you might have to adjust the alien chicken um well, so he's 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 more like a muppet chicken like he's anthropomorphic he walks and talks and speaks and he's he's like yoda kind of but yoda with feathers uh, okay forgot the character name he's he's not like an actual chicken but max right. always refers to him as a chicken much to his chagrin that would be actually that would be pretty funny. And then you've got an immortal Viking bodyguard. Yep. Who I mean, the casting options on a lot of this are limitless. Uh Dave Batista will be perfect as Norman. Uh, uh he's got that 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 right set of sense of just dry humor uh that the character needs. Uh, did you? There's a whole episode, Jay, where he's pissed because he doesn't have his sword. <laughs> his whole motivation is he wants to get his sword back, <laughs> and then he finally does get it back. And at the end, he's he's having a big fight against um, uh, it's a uh, uh, Planet of the Apes ripoff episode. They're like uber, uh, eight feet tall gorillas. Uh, he's fighting one of them, and uh, he finally gets his sword back, and he decides, nah, I don't need it, and just punches him out. There's an, uh, oh, there's an episode where he gets a nemesis who's another immortal Viking who, who, and again, this is a kid's show. This is a kid's cartoon show. We find out Norman's backstory, part of it. His dad was a Viking clan leader, and this guy, whose name I forget, uh, uh, was a uh, rival clan leader, and they, they launched an attack, and uh, <clears throat> he attacked uh, Norman's father, and Norman's father was unarmed, and uh, he sent Norman back to get his war axe so he could fight him, and by the time Norman got back with the war axe, it was too late, and then this guy got, like, knocked down into a ice cave and pulled the Captain America, um, so he gets awakened, and he gets thawed out in the ice, you know, centuries later, and, and renews his battle with Norman. It's like, this is a kid's cartoon! An awesome one, apparently. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, I was gonna say, like, I mean, yeah, Dave Bautista. You could have Dwayne Johnson. You could. Um, I would want to avoid it because he already plays Thor. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. It's a little nose, yeah. I mean, he could. Yeah. The the thing with Norman in, in the in the show, anyway, he's funny, but he's a completely dry sense of humor. Like he he's not intentionally making jokes, which is why my mind went to Bautista because that's very much how Drax. Yeah, um, literally that oh. episode I was, I was telling you about. He's like, I don't think I can beat him. He's just too good. But it would be nice to avenge my father. Like, just, just try like that. That's the line. I'm like, oh my god. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, he, the sheriff, the chief from Stranger Things, David Harbor. Yes, all fucking day I'll watch David Harbor do that. Uh. Yeah, the new Hellboy. Uh, you could, um, oh, let's see. If you're, I mean, you probably wouldn't want to do like a Stranger Things reunion, but uh, what's his name? Finn? Is it Wolfhard? Yeah, well, you would definitely want to age up Max a bit because uh, he's supposed to be a 12 year old boy in this. And yeah. Uh, 
make him a bit more teenager. Oh, oh, his mom is a character. Max's mom is a like anthropologist, archaeologist, something they don't ever really des- describe what she does, but she travels the world and sometimes she takes Max with her. She's in about half of the first season episodes I watched and the entire show. Do you know what the character's name is? Huh? Mom. <laughs> I IMDb I- it. She's listed as Max's mom. They never gave her a name. Nice. Because when you're a 12-year-old boy, your mom doesn't have a name. His mom. Um. Oh, yeah. I think, I think is, isn't that his name, Finn Wolfhard? Yeah, Finn Wolfhard, yep. I think he could do okay as a, the Max. Well, first of all, your problem is Max is, so he can't be him. Max is what? That's, Max is blonde. He's not blonde, oh, so he can't be yeah. him. Sorry. I'm just joking, man. I'm just joking. I uh, know if this had gotten a movie back in the day, one thousand percent would have been Macaulay Culkin. Yep, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, <laughs> and you'd have to have someone voice the uh, the chicken. Uh, now I would do like David Tennant, but back in the nineties, it probably would have been uh, fucking Jim Carrey. Yeah, God, I would have watched that movie. Um, sorry, I still want to watch it. You no, know, it's it's so yeah. Like if you're trying to pitch this, it's it's think Indiana Jones. Or the '99 Mummy, mixed with Monster Squad and Johnny Quest. Oh, I'm down. Uh, it should not work. It should not make sense, but it does. And I have to give credit where it's due. The writing for a kids' cartoon show was really on point. Uh, at least the episodes I watched. I did not. I watched most of it. I did doze off at some point. <laughs> I don't know when. Whitney came in and just turned it off. Um, but what I saw, they like they really kept a continuity um, and, and didn't contradict themselves, uh, and they referenced things that happens in previous episodes. And from what I've read, because I did read ahead, the show has an actual ending. Like there's an uh, the story ends. It didn't. It wasn't just like, oh, we didn't get picked up for another season. Like they ended the story, and the way they ended it is kind of like, wow, ballsy. Um, which I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it. Spoilers for a cartoon show from the '90s. In the last episode, Max figures out that the hat can travel through time. And um, Norman and the chicken are both been killed. And he's facing Skullmaster, and he's about to lose. And he realizes he can make a portal time. So he travels back into his own timeline, knowing everything that's going to happen from the previous episode. And he himself creates the prophecy of the Mighty One. And rewrites his own history. So then when he comes back to that point in time, he wins. Huh. Which I was like, again, for a kid's show, a kid's cartoon in the 90s, that's heavy, Doc. Yeah. Man, now I'm going to go find it. I, yeah, did not, again, I wrote this down and rolled my eyes and like, the guy's Polly Pocket Toys. That never got a movie. No shit, that movie. How would you make them? And then I read, it got a comic book line. I'm like, oh, they wrote a book and I had a cartoon. The cartoon went two seasons? I, how, no, I got it. I got it. And I expected, I watched that pilot thinking, this is going to be garbage. Uh, I don't know how you, like, this is going to be the most, like, bad guy of the week. And it, it is. It's very episodic. Um, but, dude, it got me. It hooked me in. <sighs> I remember those Mighty Max toys too. 
they were cool. <clears throat> I never got into them because there was always too much to lose because yeah. they were tiny pieces. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I kudos to those writers, man. <clears throat> they uh, they took lead and made it gold. Oh, nice. But that's all I've got. That is my list. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean. I could go on and on about tunes from the 90s, 80s and 90s that I wish could have made movies. You yeah. know, you've got, like, you've got Mask. Um, that may yeah. happen, man. Uh, yeah. Mask is, is uh, Hasbro property, and they're, they're, for a while, they were trying to turn everything in. Uh, so we'll see how this G.I. Joe reboot goes, and Mask might not be too far down the line. Um, what was the other one? My favorite least known cartoon of the 90s that when i bring up to people they're like i don't remember that show uh because it was actually from the 80s but uh the centurions yes um like today i I think of like a centurions movie today i would pay twice i would pay double triple to go see that movie just because i loved that show so much yeah that's hardcore, man. That's a that's a deep cut. Yeah. Well, like I said, we could go on and on about it, but no, that's good. Oh. So that's our list. Those are the properties we think should have had toy lines, and then toy lines we think should have had movies. Uh, what did we forget? What did we leave off? Uh, did we screw up somewhere? Did one of those movies have a toy line that we didn't see? Did uh, one of those toy lines get a movie we didn't know about? Let us know. Uh, thank you, Doc, for joining yep. me today. Did I was going to throw in there, did any of what we talked about make you want to go play with some toys or wish you were 9 or 10 again so you can have the Hot Wheels, or not the Hot Wheels, the Power Wheels Lawmaster? <laughs> Be the envy of your block with your Power Wheels Lawmaster. I am the law. Results Featuring may vary. Real firing Nerf rockets. Uh, thanks doc thank you everyone for following and taking with us this has been your weekly nerd alert